This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. Live right now at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. One hour in the books. One hour left to go of the show. But, of course, Monday Night Football doesn't get kicked off till 5.15, so you know your boy's going to hang out here, have a good time. I think we shut the place down last week. We're going to uh, challenge ourselves to do that as well. At some point, we're going to get Danny involved in the in the activities around here. He's been itching to, to do some gym work. I don't know how he became a gymnast, but he did. I don't even know how I came up with that, but I did. So, I mean, it's just it is what it is. We're just having a good time. We've been letting uh, Raider Nation vent and say what's on their mind. Talk about that game that they saw on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium, 20-9 to loss to the Chicago Bears, a team that, in my opinion, definitely was not better than the Raiders but had a better outcome than the Raiders. Just kind of seemed like the Raiders were in a fog throughout the whole course of the show, so there's that. How do they bounce back? Can they bounce back this upcoming week against the Denver Broncos? Will not be a, a walk in the, in the park. And so, you know, the funny thing, before we get back to the Raider Nation listener line, and this is not going for everybody, but there are so many people that will call throughout the course of the week or text throughout the course of the week and say, I ain't worried about this team. They stink, this, that, and the other. This quarterback can't do this. This offense can't do that. Their defense ain't that strong. This guy, you'll hear all that. And I'm not saying anyone in particular. I'm not trying to point anyone out. I'm just saying in general, that's some of the conversation you hear. And then all of a sudden, you put up nine points and lose 20 to nine, and you're on a two-game losing streak, and, and then all of a sudden the sky's falling, and, and now your team stinks, you know, in your, in your opinion. I, I get it. Football's an emotional sport. It's an emotional game. We love this emotion. That's why we're, you know, invested in it the way we are. But it just it, it's something I try to say and I try to stress every single week. Don't overestimate or underestimate, excuse me, any team. Because they can win. Justin Fields did nothing in particular that was special yesterday. He didn't do anything special. He made a couple good passes. I don't want to take that from him. But he did not overwhelm the Raiders' defense. He did not just take the take the, the, the ball and run with it. You know what I mean? He did not be that guy. The Raiders just failed to do their end. If they had done what they were doing and just hit the plays that were there. Some, somebody hit me up and said, Q, it wasn't that there was a fog over the team. It's the Raiders' defense was really good. No, that's BS. Darren Waller dropping balls was not because the defense was great. It's because he dropped balls. Brian Edwards dropping a ball, a deep ball. Yes, I know he was going to take a hit, but damn it, it's football. You take a hit every play. Derek Carr damn near broke his neck trying to sneak the ball. You're going to get drilled. There's, there's, there's plays that you make that separate you from good to great. The great playmakers, we, we look at them on Center, right? Top 10. Oh, look at that. Look at that grab. Oh, man, he got drilled and still made the catch. Things happen. It's football. You know what I like to see? What I saw yesterday that I liked? I saw Josh Jacobs get pissed. I love that. When, when Mario Edwards, former Raider, threw him down after the play, Jacobs got up and said, damn the ball, spiked it backwards and went right for his neck. That's the kind of fire that you need to see from more players. That was the only guy I saw get pissed. 
I hear Raider Nation. I hear all these calls of people that are pissed. How come we didn't see enough players on the field pissed? Where was the anger? Where was the passion? Where was the this is not going to happen anymore? Where was that? That's all I'm saying. Where was that? Where was Chucky getting angry? I was excited when, when, when Gruden came back to the team because I wanted to see some Chucky. I wanted to see some accountability. I wanted to see him rip some folks that weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing because I feel like that's what this team needs. I didn't see enough pissed off. When I don't do my job very well, and there's times I don't do my job very well, I don't think my show today was very well. Good. This one, not this one. My podcast, I don't think it was very good. I get pissed at myself. I hold myself to a standard that I, I, I don't want to fail. So I get angry when I don't do something right. Where was the anger? Where was the anger from these guys that are trying to win a championship? That's the ultimate goal. That's all you're there for. That's all you're trying to do is win a, goal, a, a, a Super Bowl. At the end of the day, you're trying to win a Super Bowl. There's 32 teams in the league. Some have realistic opportunities to do that, and some don't. But you're trying. It's all the same goal. You're trying to win a Super Bowl. Sometimes you got to get pissed. Sometimes you got to get uncomfortable. How much uncomfortable was there? How many players were looked uncomfortable? You know, speaking of that, I feel like Josh Jacobs trying to light that fire into the team, even in the press conference session when he's like, hey, if you watch as much film as I do, like even watching the film is like, you know, expletive. Where am I, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? So it's like I feel like that should be putting that pressure on the offensive line. Your running back is calling you out like he looking at the same field you're looking at. Exactly. I like that. That's why I said I, I could appreciate him getting angry. I don't care if he had got a penalty for, for you know, spiking the ball and, and going after Mario Edwards because at least he showed some fight. At least, he, at least he showed that, damn it, you're not going to throw me around. I'm going to get up and get after you. I'm going to get after your neck. I could appreciate that. That's what I want to see. Now, I'm not saying go out there and act a fool and be, you know, renegades and take folks out early in the game. You know what I saw? I saw a lot of Bears fans complaining that Justin Fields was getting hit too much. Justin Fields this. Oh, they're trying to hurt him. No, they weren't. They were trying to hit him. They are trying to hit him hard. That's what they're supposed to do. A little too hard, a little too hard with those penalties. I mean, there was a couple penalties (laughs) that I thought were kind of suspect, to be honest. There was a couple that I thought were suspect. Was there, you know, some borderline ones? Okay, fine. But at least they were out there showing some fight and fire. That's why I'm not mad at the defense. I'm not mad at the defense at all. It's not about it's not about being mad at the defense, but some of those penalties were costing. I know that was very early on in the game, but the offense does have to match out that input that the defense putting in because all we heard in the offseason, if Derek Carr just has an average defense, average at best, look where this team's going to be. And now we're seeing it, and it's just not effective, and Derek Carr and the offense has to hold up their end of the bargain, and they're laying Raider Nation down, as we're seeing from all these calls we're getting today. They are – not holding up their end of the bargain. You're absolutely right. Let's go out to Raider Mike. He's been very patient on the Raider Nation listening line. Raider Mike, what's on your mind, my man? Oh, Q, are you kidding me with that performance? That was embarrassing, ridiculous. Most proudest franchise probably in all of sports. And that's what you do to honor Al Davis on his 10th, you know, the, when yeah. he died. I mean, you know what I'm going with. Yeah, there. absolutely. That, that's just he rolled over in his grave. He really did. And uh, that bomb dropping Friday, I was the one that brought up the, the Redskins. Uh, there you go. That's right. The football team yep. thing on Friday. I said, I hope this doesn't fog the team like it did in D.C. Right. Because 
Derek got creamed that game because the, the O-line quit on him. And this team, Davis needs to take the team, just him and the team, into a room and go, can you play for Chuck anymore? Do you think he's a racist? I don't personally think he is, but that doesn't matter. Our players need to believe in our coach. He's our general. And if they think he's racist, that ain't going to ever happen. That's just the way it is. This offensive line is embarrassing. Andre James, bye. Nick Martin, in. And we, not, we need to start looking at the trade market. What's the deadline in three weeks, right? Yeah. Whoever's available, get them. Get them in here. Otherwise, this team's... <laughs> 1968, I've been watching this team. Right. I lived right. in Oakland. I followed them to L.A. I, I saw the glory years. These new fans have nothing to hold on to like I have. And I got to see them win three Super Bowls in seven years against some of the greatest teams in history. So frustrated, embarrassed, that's what we are. You have the most passionate, strongest fan base in the entire world. And that's what you did for us. And then the previous week, just as bad. And you're letting the Bears drown you out in our new brand new stadium with Davis's flames sitting there flying in front of your face? Really? Come on, nation. Embarrassed. Quit selling your tickets. Show up. Turn it into the black hole throughout the whole stadium. Not just one side, the whole damn stadium. This is a great team as far as talent other than that old line. And Mario Edwards, why couldn't you play like that when you were drafted by us? <laughs> right. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so anyway, I got to get off the line before I say something that I'm going to regret. Yeah, don't do Love that. Love you, you always will. <laughs> Be good, brother. Peace. All right, man. Appreciate you. Great passionate call again. I love it. Where's to see the anger? The anger's there. I want to hear and see some anger from the players. I want to see a player come out and just say, you know what? This is pissing me off. I don't like this. I don't like this taste in my mouth right now. It was all good when they were 3-0. Right now, the last two weeks, the taste is not good. It's just not. Wanted to give you a tweet from Adam Schefter he just sent out. The NFL sent the Raiders additional John Gruden emails to review on top of the negative one that surfaced last week. And, per sources around the league, the NFL is actively monitoring the situation and waiting to see how the team will handle the matter. That just came out at 3.05. That was 10 minutes ago from one Adam Schefter. So, uh, don't know. I'm not, you know, saying what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm like Raider Mike. I've said this multiple times. I don't believe that John Gruden's a racist at all. I think he made a bad decision. I think he used some words that he shouldn't have used. And you know the funny thing is people have asked me about it, and I've kind of shrugged it off. I get it, but I'm just so desensitized to these kind of things at this point because it happens so often. I'm sure, DeMond, you, you've had your own experiences. It's almost like we're so desensitized to it that we don't even realize how bad it is or, or how bad it could potentially be, but it's not a good look. I think we could all agree that it's not a good look. Yeah, and it's not a good look. And for, like for you said, you're desensitized to me as well, where it's just like, even the bigger racial problems that we do have, we're not going to fix it with John Gruden right here from email from an email ten years ago. Right. But for those people who may be offended, who do want some accountability, accountability, and who do want answers, who are we to deny that from them? Right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right about that. 
like I said, I, I've, I've more just said, hey, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of used to it, kind of expect it. Now, I'm not saying from him. I'm just saying I, I kind of just expect it in life. Figure someone's going to say something stupid at some point or, so, or write something stupid. Hell, I was doing radio in Texas for 10 years. I could do, I, I can do a three-hour show on stories I have from Texas. And that's no disrespect to the state. It's just I experienced <laughs> some things that, you know, was kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things. And it's just one of those things where the comments were, you know, it's just dumb. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. It's like the show. Like, it's unnecessary. Reference. Yeah, you definitely crossed the line. And it's just even the players yesterday, every player who stepped up in uh, and st- in front of that, that podium yesterday, hey, man, you know, even Yannick, he just said no comment. Which is, I feel like the players are just, they're over it. Right. And was it right. Josh Jacobs where I think he said, hey, we as the players, we like hold ourselves accountable. He said right. the coaches are going to coach, but it's up to us as the players. Jacobs was great, by the way. If you didn't hear Jacobs yesterday after the game, definitely go back and listen to that. That was actually some part that we were there. I was there live because the elevator got me there by the time Josh talked. Then Denzel Perryman called me out for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, that was the funniest part of the whole <laughs> That was thing, the funniest part of the whole day. I don't know what I did or what he thought he saw, but when he came up to the podium, they always asked, do you have any questions for Denzel? And – he looked at me because I was the He's only like, one really. going to do? You're going to raise your hand and not ask and then, you, yeah. did you get your tweet off? Right. <laughs> Q, did you get your tweet off? I didn't even have my phone in my hand. That's, that's not a, what he saw. That's he not had, what he saw. He was eating his gummy bears. And yeah, he was. He was just like, hey, man, who got a question for me? <laughs> right. Then he's just like, hey, And he you. looked dead at me, too. <laughs> so I don't know what it was, but I'm okay with that. That's cool. You and Whatever works. Perryman, we got some beef going now. Yeah, no, it's not even beef. It's all it's it's all love, man. It's all love. I don't know, you know, like I said, I don't know what I said or what he thought he saw, but hey, it's cool. Uh, at least acknowledge that I was there. <laughs> so, so there's funny. that. But you Let's weren't go. the only one who was a little late. I'll have to tell a quick story real quick. Go ahead. Where I also I was in the visiting locker room and it was just like I got you never want to get this text at work. Where you at? And it was like, what you mean? Where I'm at work. We uh, we. And so I'm running over to the home side of the uh, for the press conference as well. I'm out of breath. I'm huffing and puffing. And then I look over, and I was just like, huh, still not as late as those guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What's up, Doc? My man Jason just rolled in the building. He's here. Cool. Chilling. Uh, let's go out to the Rare Nation listener line real quick. Let's talk to our guy, Lester. What's on your mind, Lester? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking the phone call. I'm just going to chime in on off-the-field stuff and on-the-field stuff uh, with this team. Uh, you know, the on the field stuff, off the field stuff when it comes to Gruden comments, I mean, that's just, it's, it's rather interesting how something timed like that comes out, you know, three days before a game. And right. I think, like, I think a couple analogies have been made in comparisons regarding the Washington game. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if that had a little bit of an effect, right, with these players. Um, but I hope these players are a little bit not as uh, mentally fragile. I hope they, they realize the goal at hand that, that you've got to come out and play better and play with more pride, right? If there's something more egregious that John Gruden is going on right now, there's an investigation, okay, that'll all come out in due time. But you've got to go out there and get your job done each and every week, and the goal is to make the playoffs, okay? So hopefully they, they, they move forward and concentrate and study film hard on the Denver Broncos and get focused on, and, and working on their technique and their fundamentals, especially when it comes to that offensive line. This is the on-the-field on stuff. I, I hopefully, hey, hopefully Nick Martin... Uh, is given his shot this week if he looks well in practice because I'd rather have his veteran experience um, ahead of Andre James right now. I think some kind of move was made, you know, last week when it comes to, you know, right tackle with Parker and Leatherwood. Hopefully Parker plays better. Um, right. You know, he was facing Khalil Mack, but that's troubling in itself. But the other thing that's frustrating is that as fans, we're looking at this, that's, that the tone of that game was set early. 
right? The tempo. We made some dumb penalties. I get it. You want yep. to be aggressive towards fields, right? But they were overly aggressive, all right? And also, you got to keep your gap discipline when it comes to zone runs, okay? Right. But on offense, you see that each and every week is fans. Fourth and one, and we're trying to run up the middle, okay? Power, run up the middle. Everybody in the world knows it, and we don't even do it. We haven't made adjustments yet. Coach hasn't made adjustments to that yet. Where's quality control? Are they getting in coach's head? Olsen, anybody demanding a play, a play action fake or a bootleg or something because, or a short pass to Waller or get Waller on the outside, get him one-on-one and get him the ball because running up the middle on fourth and one, it's not working, okay? It hasn't worked all season long so far, so they have to switch it up, okay? And I think if we're going to run the football, it has to be out of the shotgun because obviously everybody knows we're passing the ball more than running right now. So I think if we run the ball, do it out of the shotgun instead of power formations because everybody knows we can't run the ball effectively out of power formations right now. Uh, hopefully this team gets back on track, guys, and gets their head on straight and plays with more pride than what we saw this week. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And the good thing about it is you're five games uh, in. There's still 12 more games to go. Uh, there's plenty of time to get this thing turned around. Right now it's not looking so hot. It's not looking very good. There's obviously a lot of questions that still need to be answered. But the good thing is you still got 12 more of them. You're guaranteed 12 more games. Now what you do with it is on you. But you're guaranteed 12 more games. Let's go out to 502 Raider D. What's on your mind, my man? Appreciate you. What's going on, gentlemen? How we doing today? Chilling, man. Chilling. Um, so as I was on the phone uh, on ESPN, it was just a special um, – 10-minute thing about the John Gruden situation. Uh, and I want to talk about that. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an African-American man real quick. I'm going to talk about that. But uh, Tony Dungy got on there and said, it said, listen, accept his apology. What he said was immature, but it was not racist. Hmm. And, I, and, I, and, 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 and comes with Tony, Tony Dungy, a world-respected world man, I kind of agree with that same sentiment. So people can judge how they want to judge. I mean, right. John Gruden is just John Gruden. John Gruden, I don't think, is a racist. He's never had problems in the past, and I don't think it's going to be a big thing. But let me get to let me get to my team's performance. Uh, disappointing does not even begin to, to describe it because that was a team that we should have beat. Right. Period. And I, I think that two things that are that, that I think you and I spoke to last week about this is that that line is coming back to bite us in the butt. It is. It is. It is. You know what? 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 Coach Cable did last year when he when he had to have reserves come in was masterful and it was amazing. But I think that John and Mike put too much stake in that because we figured that well, we can do that with all injuries we had last year. Maybe we can just you know get rid of this whole line, not pay all the money out, and sign some more agents and just roll with what we got. Well, they were wrong because they're horrible. And we and, and, and we won the first three games strictly because that we have a better defense than what we've been having for the past five or six years. You know, so that was one of those things. So, but we're starting to see now that our offensive line is killing us, and our game planning in the beginning of games is as horrible as I've ever seen it. You know, and it's and it's all coming back. You got to understand when you're in the NFL, you're playing professional against other professionals, you have got to do a better job of game planning. And trying to protect your quarterback, because I don't know, I don't know who you expect Derek to be, but if he's running for his life, getting sacked, and and and, and going and have and have all this rush coming towards him, it's kind of hard to make split decisions like that. And we just have we got to do a better job. I mean, what's right. getting doing some slants and getting rid of the ball faster? Right. John Gruden and that coaching staff has got to come up with a better game plan. Period. Right. 
All right, good stuff, good stuff. Thank you, 502 Raider D. I appreciate you. And going back to the immature comments, I agree. I've said it multiple times, hundreds of times, that I don't think that, you know, John Gruden's a racist either. I just think that that was, you know, it was not good. It was not good to write it, for sure. That's just evidence. And just it just was it was a bad decision. Simple. But I'm with you. I don't think that. I don't think that uh, he's, he's got racist tendencies either. Uh, let's get one more caller in before we get to Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas and uh, uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal. Let's get to Fargo Raider. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, my homie's Damon and Q. <laughs> What's up, uh, dog? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you, man. We, we look way too lackadaisical. And the only reason that they called that, that penalty on Mario Edwards was because Jacob got in, got after his neck. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, that's what we need to see. I yep. agree with you 100%. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in on the on the team. The center doesn't just snap the ball. He right. calls out the protections and the blitzes. That makes a big difference on that line. That's a huge difference. So we can't under underscore enough how much that how important that is. Uh, I think Carr is doing great. He can't catch the passes for himself or block for himself. And we asked for a defense. But we never asked for at the expense of the O-line. You know, I'm sitting here asking myself, where are our screens at? Why isn't Ruggs getting that ball out there on the trips formation so that he can have a couple blockers for him? You know, right. I, I, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen screens. And I haven't really seen us running the power formation. We keep running with this uh, motion to Ruggs that's supposed to pull the defense. They watch tape, too. If we can see it and spot it and know it's coming, what do you think defenses that get paid to do it uh, see? You know what I mean? Yeah. On our defensive side, they're doing great, but we do need to improve that run defense because we're getting gashed by anybody who's got a pair of legs. Right. I'm going to go out there and run from 100 yards in a little bit. I'm going to make me a little side money. You know what I mean? This little radio gig ain't paying me enough. So I'm going to run. Thank you, Fargo Raider, for that call, man. And I, I do appreciate you. And, and I'll say this, man, that – when it comes to just what they're doing offensively and just not getting it done, uh, you know, the, the, the right way, they're just – they've got to figure it out. They've got to figure out a way to get back to the drawing board and, and put these players in position to succeed. Now, talking about the offensive line real quick, and we'll take a break, they did expect that they were going to have Richie Incognito. They don't. They did think they were going to have Denzel Good. They don't. So that was two huge holes right there at the guard positions. And so then all of a sudden it was like the O-blank plan. What's now? Now what's up? Okay, so let's go with John Simpson, and okay, let's go with uh, uh, Illuminor. Okay, no, hold on, we're going to put uh, Leatherwood there. So it's like a work in progress right now, but originally the plan was they're going to hold it down because Good did such a really good job last year, and you thought Incognito was going to be healthy, but that's, a, that's really rolling the dice, and, and you want to talk about gambling. I know we're in Las Vegas, but that's really gambling. A 38-year-old coming off an Achilles injury is going to be 100% healthy. Well, he hasn't been all season long. 327 is the time. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino preparing for Monday Night Football. When we come back, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas will join us to talk about what he saw on Sunday, what he heard today in the press conference with John Gruden, and more. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness. The judge, Lester Hayes, joining us now. That's why Q, of course, our team kept winning. Kept winning, Q, because of our training. You got to put in the work and the time and the perseverance and the patience to train your body and train your brain. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Got my guy Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas. 
the press box. Him and Tyler Bischoff do a great job 7 to 10 a.m. every single morning, Monday through Friday. Of course, he's at the Las Vegas Review-Journal as well. Does a fantastic job there. He's going to join us in just a second. I do want to look for caller number nine, and I'm going to multitask because that's what I do. I want to look for caller number nine for some Dropkick Murphys tickets. Dropkick Murphys with Rancid. They're going to be at the Virgin Hotel in Las Vegas on Friday. You want a pair of tickets, hit up DeMond right now. Call number nine is what we're looking for, 702-365-9200. Again, 702-365-9200. You want to go see Dropkick Murphys at the Virgin Hotel in Las Vegas on Friday. We got your hookup. Now, as promised, I got my guy, Ed Graney, on the phone lines. And, Ed, thank you so much for your time. I do appreciate you. Well, we saw something at Allegiant Stadium oh. on Sunday. Not sure what it was, but it was a loss, 20-9. to 9. Uh, You were there on time for the media session for John Gruden yesterday. Yeah. You were there for the media session today. What was your biggest takeaway from just what you saw from the team on the field? To me, it just felt like they were in a fog throughout the course of the show, at least offensively. What were your thoughts? That's the best way to put it. It just looked like the focus from the jump was not there for whatever reason. Um, you know, it, it's strange. People say that John Gruden's, um, did the email controversy cause that? Like, I'm a big believer, like, in the 48 hours prior, obviously uh, it was around that team. He spoke to them about it. But I'm a big believer usually when things kick off, those guys are such professionals and they're so, you know, tuned into playing football. And that's the last game you can have something else on your mind because it's so dangerous that they're, you know, they're football players at that point. So maybe the 48 hours before Q, when he talked to them about it and explained himself, that they, you know, they talked amongst themselves, I'm sure, in the locker room. They had discussions about it. But I think when things kick off, it's football. And for whatever reason, like you said, it was like a fog. Like they, they just weren't clicking in a lot of areas. And, you know, again, we see it every week in this league. It doesn't matter who you're playing. You look at you look at scores every week and said, how did that happen? And this was one of those, how did that happen? I'm sure people across the league said, well, how did that happen? Uh, but you and I were there, and we watched it. Right, exactly. And I, I heard you ask John Gruden in the media session uh, yesterday, and obviously we weren't there. We were stuck in the elevator, which is a whole yeah. other conversation. That's <laughs> unbelievable. That's a whole other yeah. conversation. But I heard you ask uh, something about, um, you know, does he believe that there's going to be anything else coming down, you know, because of the, the emails, that uh, the additional stuff that has been turned over to the Raiders? Uh, and he basically said that he, he feels very confident in that. What were your thoughts and even the body language of John Gruden when he was uh, talking about that? You know, I don't know. You know, obviously the, the Goodell email came out, and I think John actually talked about that first every to ESPN. He, he was on record on that one. Um, I just say this. I don't know, you know, what's going to happen in terms of potential discipline. I, I don't know any of us do. But I think for that team's sake, if it's going to happen, it needs to happen. You know, right. The last thing you want to do, and I know John said again today when we talked to him that he's done talking about it, but it's not really going to go away in people's minds. You've seen the national reaction. You saw on TV yesterday some of the national hosts and what they said and how it affected them. I just think if something's going to happen, to be fair to all parties, and that includes John Gruden, then make it happen. Now, and, and that's saying, saying something that I don't even know if anything is going to happen. I, I have no idea whether it's the league or Mark Davis or whoever might come down with any sort of discipline. But I think the longer it goes on, it's just not fair to anybody. I think by now they know what they have. The Raiders said they received the emails. They received what they did from the league. They know what they have. Um, and they just have to make some kind of determination because the last thing, you know, a 3-2 team is trying to get back and win another game needs is that being the central story every time he's in front of the media? Like, that, that's got to stop. Because at some point, you have to get back to football. They're in a league now with the Chargers playing how they are. I don't care. You know, 
Chiefs are two and three. We know Mahomes. We know the Chiefs. Denver this week will be a tough test because of their off their defensive front. So I think for all involved, it, you know, if something's going to happen. Let it happen and, and let these guys go forward and get back to concentrating on football. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the longer it lingers, it's going to do exactly that. It's going to linger, you know, and it's yeah. just going to it's going to be like it's going to stink. And, and at some point, uh, something's going the ball's going to drop somewhere. So they've got to figure it out sooner rather than later. We're talking right now with Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, the Press Box, also Las Vegas Review Journal, uh, does a fantastic job right there. This is unnecessary roughness. Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. So on the field, Ed. What does Coach Gruden, Coach Cable, Coach Olsen, what do they have to do to get this offense jump-started? Because they've been slow all, all season long. They've been slow out the gates. Uh, yesterday they just never really made it happen at all. And then, obviously, the big elephant in the room is the O-line. How do they correct these issues? Yeah, that's, that's, that's by far the biggest deal. You know as well as anyone. I, mean, they, I don't know how they fix it at this point. They're going to try, and they're going to take every day and try. Um, Coach Gruden told us today, Richie Incognito, I think he's eligible to come off this week. But Coach Gruden said today, he's thinking after the bye week, that's two more games plus mm-hmm. another week. Um, I think you and I talked last week. I don't think you can overstate the importance of his absence. Um, and I know he's only one position on that line, but he brings a veteran leadership. He can help guys. Um, I think this has been a huge loss. You know, you move Leatherwood inside. John said today they're going to keep him in there. I think that's the smart decision. I don't know if you can keep moving him in and out. I mean, he's a rookie. You know, his, I'm sure his head's swimming every day, like John said. You just got to keep the guy in his position, which is guard right now, and let him play through it. Um, whether it's blocking schemes, whether it's leaving Ingold in more snaps, whether it's double tightness, they have to do something to help Carr out because his pocket is collapsing around him. It's, it, it's affecting his accuracy, as we saw with throws yesterday. Um, and, you know, it's Derek Carr's eighth year, but I'm sorry, when the pocket collapses like that and it gets in your head – no matter how you know, long you've been around and how good you are, it's going to affect you know, a lot of things about how you play. So you know, it starts with the line. That's a cliche because it's true. And they got to – you know, fixing it, I don't know if you fix it in a week, but you got to get it better. You know, I, I don't think right. you can fix all the issues in one week, but it can't be what it was yesterday because now you're going against the Von Millers and people like that, and it's going to be just you know, it's, the, the pressure is going to come this week as well. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing. Like, how do you slow down the the pass rush? I mean, these guys right now they're comfortable pinning their ears back and just oh, going yeah. and getting after Derek Carr because the run game's non-existent. But the run game's non-existent because, well, can't can't block anybody. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So it's just it's it's a it's a big question. Like, I I want to figure out. I'm trying to figure out how they can have run plays that aren't necessarily run plays. You know, just almost extended runs, almost like little short dump offs. Like, where's Kenyon Drake at? Is there a Kenyon Drake sighting? That's a great question. Someone asked John Gruden that today, and he didn't, he didn't blow off the question, but he said, hey, you know, there's a lot of balls. Everyone wants their touches. We're going to get Drake more touches. But this is, I thought, why, you know, the whole, you know, we've had fun with the Joker position and talking about it. But let's be honest, I think they gave him $11 million. Right. So if that's the case, then get him involved more. And he seems like the kind of back. I know you want, you know, I know Gruden said they, they want to get Josh Jacobs going well. That's all well and good. You can try to do that other places, but I think Kenyon Gray, like you said, is is kind of a perfect person to put in there and maybe have misdirections, maybe screens, get him out in space a little, and maybe that's the way you know you solve some of these problems with Carb always being under duress. Uh, but John Gruden was asked that today, and he did talk about Kenyon Drake, um, but he said you know you're trying to get Edwards his and Renfro his and Waller his. That's all well and good, but to me. Until you fix your line issues, I don't know if that stuff means anything. 
Right, exactly. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a big mystery, man. I'm interested to see what they do throughout the course of the week, uh, you know, how they navigate through practice and, and prepare themselves for a road trip to Denver who's feeling good about themselves. And they're not a yeah. bad team. You know, their defense is strong, and their quarterback is good enough. <laughs> you yeah, know? absolutely. So, <laughs> so that's, that's the case. Now, Ed, I always like to have you on. I always want to talk a little UNLV with you as well. They take on Utah State on Saturday at Allegiant Stadium. They've been close. They've been close in some games. You know, they've been right there on the cusp of wins, but they haven't got them, and ultimately it's a win-loss league. So at what point are they going to find a way to get over the hump and get that W? What are you seeing from the, from the Rebels? Well, my partner uh, in the morning says this is the week. Um, the Utah State's week, they've had a week to prepare. They've had the bye. They've gotten healthy. I know Marcus Arroyo talked about it today where his quarterbacks he thinks can be, you know, healthier than they've been. I think Cameron Friel's a little beat up. Um, you know, but I, I, I think – this might be this might be it. I mean, Utah State's not a world beater. Um, you, they're going to have to play well. UNLV's going to have to play well any week to have a to have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. But you'd hope coming off a bye, and you'd hope getting kids some you know a little healthier um, that they'd have a chance this week. And I, th- I think they do. Um, Tyler's called it, man. Tyler says this is the week they win. So uh, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to discount that. I think Demond on. Uh, on Saturday, uh, might be very happy. <laughs> Damon, well, do you hear that? Are you are you are you feeling positive about that? That just brought the smile to my face. I think it's homecoming week too. Oh man, this is even if Tyler's saying it, I feel good because Tyler, everyone knows is he tells it like it is about the program. So if he's even saying it, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> if Tyler's positive about anything, never mind about a win, then you should be very very confident in this week's result. All three quarterbacks are injured, but what the heck? Hey, a win's a win. I don't know how they're yeah. going to pull it off. All three, no quarterback is 100%. But, yeah. I, I got a question. Did you, DeMond, did you just say it's homecoming week? Yeah, I, yeah, I did. What's up? How man? do you have homecoming week after a bye? Aren't you already at home? Oh, that's right. Where are you coming from? Are you coming right. from home? You're already at home. How you got homecoming? Well, that means that all, all the students are well rested up, <laughs> and they can just, you know, give all that energy for this one big game. Well, okay. I know how you feel. I, I went to San Diego State, and sometimes it took two weeks to get rested up also. So, um, there you go. <laughs> sometimes it takes two weeks to, to recover. Uh, but, yeah, but I, I think this is a good week. I, I do. I watched, you know, I didn't watch New Mexico against San Diego State. The other night, they can beat New Mexico if they play well. I think they can beat Utah State if they play well. Like I said, I, I think there's three, you know, three games out there that's left that are live, but they just have to play well. I don't think they're good enough to line up against anyone and say, well, we didn't play our best and we won. Like, there's a lot of teams, obviously, that can say that. I don't think they're one. So I think they're going to have to play their best. But um, I've seen enough of these other teams the last several weeks where I'm like, you know what, they can beat that team. They're just going to have to put it together for a night and defend somebody, and, and then you know Marcus Arroyo will be handed a game ball with his first victory as, as coach. Okay, Ed, I got one more question for you. <laughs> if UNLV can get two wins, you got me excited now. Two wins, he's definitely keeping his job right if they can get two victories? Oh, yeah. I, I, I think that that's going to happen. I don't know who the AD is going to be. We, none of us do. But, you know, I think we talked about it last time. Um, yeah, it's two years in. I, I get that, and, you know, people like to have uh, – fun with him because he hasn't he hasn't won and you know sometimes he let's be honest there's a certain smugness there but at the end of the day um that contract speaks for itself in terms of after two years what it would take and i I, and i don't think i should preface this i don't think they're thinking in terms of that at all i really don't i think that they're like look they hired him they gave him a nice contract there's a huge buyout you can't think in those terms you got to hope that he can turn this and then he can get his recruits in he's recruited very well 
I'm not a stars guy. You guys know that. I'm not into these stars because I, I don't know really how often they pan out. You know who right. was a great five star? You know, Q, you like this? I, I saw live uh, twice in high school. LeBron James, I said, you know what? I believe he's a five-star. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> other, other than someone like that, like, I kind of clinched. I kind of, like, kind of, you know, put yep. my eyes up at the stars. But he has recruited well to that fact. Like, he has recruited players that everyone says, oh, these are much better players than they have. So I think you just got to, you know, believe in that and see if he can coach and, um, you know, take it into a third year and, and try to turn the thing. Well, there it is. There it is right there. DeMond feels a little bit better about himself now. He was in a bad mood. I should have got you on right at the beginning of the show and, <laughs> and had you talk about UNLV. I put DeMond in a better mood, but uh, I'm glad that you're closing out the show to, to, to get him in a good mood. So, Ed, what do you guys got coming out on, uh, on the press box tomorrow morning, and, and, and what are you writing about these days? Writing Raiders tomorrow. Um, we're going to be at the Vegas Golden Knights morning skate and then at the game tomorrow night, the mm. first game of the uh, season against the Seattle Kraken. It's interesting because, you know, I don't think – There'll never be an expansion team like the Golden Knights again. Now they open with an expansion team, and if anyone out there's kind of you know a Seattle fan saying, "Hey, it could happen," it's really, really, really tough for that to happen. So uh, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see the Kraken and get the Golden Knights back playing. There you go. I'm excited for that as well. I got to yeah. get out there and see my first Golden oh, Knights yeah. game. Haven't been there yet, but I'll make it oh. happen for sure. Well, Ed, thank you. You got to get out there, man. You got to get out there. Oh no, I will. <laughs> that's a no-doubter. If i got to call in sick to work, I'm going to do it. <laughs> All right. But, uh, Ed, thank you so much as always, man. I appreciate you. You and Tyler keep doing a great job, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. See you guys. All right, there he goes. Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, 7 to 10 a.m. The Press Box with Tyler Bischoff. Also, Las Vegas Review Journal does a lot of great writing there for them. So uh, many thanks to him. Uh, the time is 345. We're live here at the Oyo. The Underground Lounge is what we're calling it. We're preparing for Monday Night Football. Got some folks rolling in. Got some folks signing up on this uh, sign-up sheet that we have for the best seats in the house. What does that mean? You're going to get nachos for four. You're going to get a couple pictures of beverages. And we got other stuff, other prizes for you. Uh, got top flight security of the world that just came by. <laughs> I probably said that to you later. Huh? <laughs> no, nah, just kidding. We're having a good time. Come on by. Hang out with us. We're going to be here all the way up until at least at least halftime of the game. But uh, come on by and hang out with us right now with Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you. You know what today. Here's your boy Q. Oh, man, Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle. He's uh, standing by. He's going to take the sticks from me in the matter of a few minutes. But before we do that, I want to hit the Raider Nation listener line one time. Got a lot of uh, passionate fans standing by. Be very precise about what you say. Give me one point, and then we got to keep it pushing. 702-365-9200. Let's start things off with John. What's on your mind this afternoon? See you, my man. Hey, I'm the Steeler guy <clears throat> trying to convert to become a Raiders fan. The most outrageous thing I saw yesterday even with all the crap swirling around the team, is I heard Chicago Bear fans in the stadium. That is unacceptable, Q. I agree. The legislature needs to have an emergency session right now. If you live locally, if you're a Nevada resident, and you sell your tickets to somebody from the other team, that should be a felony. And if you have three, uh, if you're convicted of this crime three times, you serve a life sentence in jail. Period. End of story. I like it. I like it. Good stuff, my man. Good stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with the sentiment, but it's a little harsh. But I, no, I mean, it is. It's, I mean, and, and he knows that. But I mean, it's it's a good, it's a good, you know, thought because again, man, there was so many fans of the Bears there, and they were so loud, and it literally, I mean, I'm not, you know, we all made fun of the Chargers for you know being Allegiant Stadium South. It really felt like Soldier Field West 
on, on Sunday, and that's unacceptable. That should not happen. And the Raiders didn't do anything themselves as far as the team to shut the fans up. They didn't do anything. A couple, a couple deep ball connections, a couple touchdowns early would have quieted them down quite a bit, but it just didn't happen. Let's go out to Eddie in L.A. real quick. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, how you doing, Q? I think you can epitomize our offense and line woes and the second play in the third drive when you saw both from the left guard all the way to the right tackle, all four, none of them blocked anyone, went right through and tackled Jacobs for a loss when he's trying to run up the gut, same old thing over and over. Then earlier and later on when Jacobs got up on Edwards' face, where's the rest of the linemen getting over there, pushing him up, defending their guy? I didn't see any fire. Okay, right. That has nothing to do with Derek Carr. So all these people talking about Derek Carr needs to run and extend plays. I don't care if you have Michael Vick back there. you got four offensive linemen, professionals in this league, and bother to block no one. For good God, you can beam them up and beam them down. You still won't be able to do nothing. That, that, that's what got to get fixed right away. That's on John Gruden and Mike Mayock. They're the ones that brought in those players. They're the ones that decided to change. They're the ones, they're the ones not actively out there getting in offensive guard uh, uh, you know, that are out in free agency right now, bring them in. What, do they have, what else do we do? What else do we want? This, this is only going to get fixed on the inside. So you've got to bring in bodies, figure out who's good, put them in there. We're three and two. We can still turn this ship around, but they've got to get their head out of the rear end and really start a fire because that ain't cutting it. Not backing up your player, that, that has something else to do with it. Maybe, the, you know, I don't want to say, but could he, be losing the, could he be losing the locker room? That's got to be in question now. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. And I, I don't think he's losing the locker room from the reaction from the players yesterday in the media session. And that's a valid question, a valid point. But from what we saw, and I know Vinny will have more to uh, add to this when he comes up in the huddle 4 to 6 p.m., I don't think that that's where it's at. Every one of the players to a T sounded like that they were, you know, cutting for Coach Gruden uh, when they talked to him so, or talked to us yesterday. And so um, that, that's, that's that. So I don't think you have to worry about that. But now I will say you've got to get things turned around because at some point, you know, your message falls on deaf ears if you're not starting to see results. So I, I can, I can uh, say that that is something that is, uh, it could be a possibility. So they got to get things turned around quick, fast, and in a hurry. And speaking of quick, fast, and in a hurry, one more call for the day. CJ, close us out strong, homeboy. What's on your mind? All right, man. It's just, damn, Raider fans. I knew and talked about this for a long time that, you know, it's going to be hard to keep home field advantage being in, you know, desert Disneyland. And, you know, them selling all those seats. And a lot of people bought these seats to resell them and make money. But the people that are there got to get loud because this is ridiculous. I mean, a lot of the casinos are bought tickets and all that. They give them away. But the people that are there can't be shouted down by there. They should have stayed in L.A., should have been, been in L.A., but, you know, NFL didn't want them there. You know, they're the only team that – could hold their home field advantage. You go to Rams game, you know, everybody there is from someplace else. So, you know, you got to get loud. You can't let these people shout you down. Right. You know, it's, it's embarrassing. And the other thing, really quick, I mean, it'd be nice if we could actually get in. I've already had COVID, <laughs> right? So my antibodies don't count, so I can't even go to the freaking game. The only games I got to go to was the Charger game in L.A., and I'm flying out to Dallas for Thanksgiving to be able to go to that game because I can't even go, which is ridiculous. It's a freaking scam. But, hey, that's politics for you. 
I hear you. I hear you. Thank you for thank you for the call, CJ. Appreciate it. Uh, finish up strong. Took us right up until the last second. And I'll say this. I don't want to discredit Raider Nation that was there and was doing their job. Raider Nation was loud that was there. Trust me, they were loud. I mean, they when, when they needed and were called upon, they got loud. The problem is they didn't have enough to get loud about. That was the problem. At some point, you know, it's like you get hyped and hyped and hyped, and then all of a sudden you keep getting let down, let down, let down. You're like, oh, third and 12. I know, get loud. Okay, we're going to get loud. All right, you, you gave up the first down. You know what I mean? It's like as you can only go to the well so many times before you, you lose that energy. And the problem was the Bears fans kept getting ramped up and ramped up and ramped up because every time they needed the Bears to step up and make a play offensively or defensively, they made it happen. So that's going to do it for me. Vinny Bonsignor has got a lot more coming up in the huddle, 4 to 6 p.m. He's standing by. He is my guy. He's going to do a great job. Cannot wait uh, to hear some of his action. And I'll be chiming in throughout the course of the show as well because I'm going to still be here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo. Got some uh, great folks here that are hanging out with us. And so we want to watch the game and, uh, you know, get into some of these cool prizes that we'll be giving out. So come on by Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. It's right across from the MGM. You cannot miss it. Food drinks, prizes, Raider Nation Radio 920. You got it all, and it's here for you. So come on by, holler at us. Vinny Bonsignor, he's up next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Holler.